0: So I think that a lot of women have the potential to be very sexual, to be just as sexual. Mm -hmm. And I know that there is the evolutionary psychology debate that, well, women have the brunt of childcare, and so they have to be more selective in their partnership. While there's truth in that, we have to also acknowledge a woman is ovulating 12 to 24 hours a month. Mm -hmm. Yes, sperm lives for five days, but nonetheless, it's not a constant burden. And Mm -hmm. of course, with birth control, those stresses have been alleviated to a massive degree. And the selectivity doesn't mean that you don't have multiple partners
1: oh my god here it is yeah so this girl is trying to talk like um you know having multiple partners is okay and even is like um What's it called? It's a cool thing. It's a okay thing. It's a free love thing. It's like a hippy-dippy, everyone will be happy. Women should just explore all of their options and do anything they want. And with birth control, you can just do whatever. Like, yes, you can do whatever you want. Because the womanist... Uh, matriarchy we live in today allows it. But actions have consequences. And if women want to end up, you know, 38 with cats, that's what will happen if they follow this advice. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're liking my content new to the channel, please remember to like, comment and subscribe, hitting all for notifications. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, please rate it five stars. Give me a follow. If you'd like me to comment on a video, compilation, or maybe a Reddit post, please send a link to the Helios blog at gmail.com. So I'm just commenting on this uh Kevin Samuels and Shan Booty um debate, or you know, it is just a conversation uh about bedroom fun. Um and there's a lot, a lot of misconceptions and tricks that Shan is using to monetize um, you know, women's promiscuity, basically. It just might not mean that you have 17
0: partners Mm -hmm. that you're giving a little bit more um gravitas and gravitas to your choice so that to be said i just think that we have to acknowledge that a lot of the socialization the messages that we tell women about their sexuality is impacting how they're allowing their biological to
1: show up of course and in fact uh that is absolutely 100% true. Now, Shan's tone is implying that the way, like, teaching women to repress themselves and to restrain themselves in a bedroom fun sense is bad. And that you should allow hypergamy and women's, uh, you know, bedroom fun activities and choices to be fully uh, unrestrained. And that everything will be great and it'll just be so liberated and wonderful, but that isn't actually the result. If you unchain women's drive, what happens is they maximally sleep around attempting to achieve their biological imperative, which is to get the absolute best genes from men uh, while also getting the best provisioning, and often these are in two different men. Right? So, women will go and they'll have a child with, like, an alpha male, and then they'll get a beta male later to, to pay for them. Or, you know, they'll just sleep around until they get a kid by Chad, and then... um they'll expect another guy to take care of it later. Or they'll just waste away their youth sleeping around with multiple men, burn out their ability to pair bond and end up 38 alone with cats. You cannot have women have unrestrained hypergamy because society breaks down. And it breaks down because there's no man in the family, there's no nuclear family, there's no stable household arrangements. And there's no boundaries in the house as a result, because women teach, you know, nurturing and caring and support, but they have trouble with boundaries. And so people, uh, children that grow up without a a father in the home as a result of these cancerous ideologies and belief sets that are related to unrestrained, unchained hypergamy, uh, they have very negative outcomes, not only on individual households, but on society as a whole
2: one of the things that, and this, I think it's kind of maybe more unique to me. I'm just curious about stuff. Um, as you were talking, I'm thinking about the book that you're talking about that I read. Uh, pieces of it, excerpts. I haven't read it yet, but I will after today because i get more into my reading. But even at the turn of the century, hysteria. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I just, I've studied sex. I mean, And it's like,
1: Okay, so he's so okay, first, I'm going to talk about what Kevin said, because I really don't like when people do this, you know, the I'm going to read this book after this interview, because I have to catch up on my reading and stuff. It's just virtue signaling, right? You're trying to show to the audience that that you want to be more well read, you're trying to get the audience to like you. And I think that attempts to get the audience to like you like that are weak. And I don't think you should do it. I, uh, in fact, I think it's pandering, and I, I really dislike it. Um, also, yes, hysteria is hilarious, right? Uh, the idea that, um, doctors used to believe that the way to get women to, um, calm down was to get them to, uh, orgasm, right? Um... And uh, this, was, this was an issue in like Victorian times, you know, like with Freud and stuff where, you know, uh, doctors would actively like, you know, get women off in order to calm them down because they were being hysterical. Uh, pretty, pretty funny. Now, um, some would argue that uh, the only way to properly get a girl to do what you want is actually to please her, right? So if you are a beta male in her eyes, um, then you're not going to be able to properly please her. And um, as a result, she's going to be very disrespectful to you in the household. Uh, and it's really funny that the woman would go to the doctor who is kind of an alpha male to, to get her off when um when she's being hysterical. Uh, in fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the woman did that, you know, on purpose. It's like, I want to get another guy to like get me off or whatever. Okay, anyway. Anyway but it goes without saying that it's bs right like obviously that wasn't a medical condition uh anyway moving on like, they're right
2: they're they men are, men believe they're right on some side because it's almost like this madonna whore thing like if a woman is too se-
1: okay uh, yeah uh so this this uh the fantasy right of um you know um a girl is one or the other. She's like a good girl or she's uh, like the, the worst girl in the world. And, um, but I actually think there is truth to this, uh, to this uh, Madonna Hall thing. And here's why. Um, you as a man, you want to select the girl that's the best bet for paternity you can, right? And so in order to select that, you're going to have to watch her past behaviors, If her past behaviors are indicators of promiscuity, she's not going to be a good wife. And so you shouldn't choose her for a wife. Um, If she's not demonstrating the behaviors she needs to demonstrate, then um, there is no need for you to give her commitment, right? Um, So different girls are for different roles, right? There's a girl who's there to be your wife, and there's a girl who's there to be your mistress, right? And you shouldn't mix the two. You shouldn't confuse one for the other. So it's not, um, what's it called? Close-minded to think of women in these two archetypes. Um, of course, there are exceptions to every rule, but using this these heuristics will help you to avoid lots of trouble down the line.
2: Sexual, than this, and it's like, well... My issue when I talk to men about female sexuality is, what is the outcome you want with a woman?
1: Indeed. So if you want a marriage and children and a family, you should choose a girl who has a good um, past behavior set, right? Because past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. So if the girl has done bad actions in the past with regards to her loyalty you cannot expect her in the future to be loyal
2: and most guys um report that they are, you know at some point they may want a serious relationship i'm like so what do you really care about body count this and that i just don't th-
1: i agree entirely so here's the thing if all you're looking for is bedroom fun friends of benefits, then the girl's end count doesn't really matter, except she should be under your disgust threshold, right? You you don't want to marry her anyway, so why do you really care? That's true. The only issue is, if you and every other Apex man, if all you're interested in is sleeping around, then what's going to happen is um, basically no children are going to come out of this right and so effectively what you're you're doing is you're ruining women's pair bonding ability but at the same time um if it wasn't you it would be another guy so like it's a catch 22 right if like you should get your own right is is uh, is the way i see it like so again it depends on your goals So absolutely, if you want to get married, have children, have a stable family, you're going to need a girl with a low end count who has good past behavior. If you're just interested in getting laid, then maybe you want to select a girl who, you know, has um, multiple tattoos, smokes, you know, and and is an easy girl. The only problem is, and I would warn men of this, is often these behaviors that are, uh, you know, Indicators of promiscuity and these these uh, traits are also indicators of other sketchy behavior that will hurt you in other ways, right? Like, you know, multiple tattoos, shaved hair that's dyed, smoking, drinking, doing illicit substances, all of this kind of stuff. Um, it has the potential to hurt you in other ways, right? Like she might have sketchy friends, um, she exposes you to a world that you maybe don't want to be part of, uh she could have, you know, diseases, etc. So these things are extremely dangerous um and should be avoided because the best cure is prevention.
2: I don't think we're just I don't think we talk about sex, truthfully. That's mm-hmm. what it really comes down to. Um because the people I hear male side who don't care about body count tend to be men who are in relationships are married.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I do hear talk about body count tend to not have relationships or successful long-term relationships with women. I'm not saying causation.
1: Um, I mean, this, this sounds like BS to me. Like, so what? what is what is Kevin saying here? Kevin's saying, if you don't care about a woman's past, you're more likely to get married. Okay, but the the Okay, so he's talking about it like it's a good thing, right? But actually, I think it's a bad thing. See, what what he's actually implying is that those men are naive, right? A man who doesn't care about a girl's past is more likely to be naive and so he's more likely to get into um poor relationships for him um that that will have negative outcomes in the future. So, cohabitation and marriage in 2022 is foolish. So, the only men that would do it are those that are naive, those that would be like, oh, you're with me right now, you're coming home to me every day, so I believe that you're loyal and your past doesn't matter. Well, no, past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. So, if if she's slept around, has like 20 tattoos,
2: has an end count of more than 50,
1: like, sure, you can marry her, but um, what are the results going to be?
2: I'm just saying there's a correlation, not saying any causation. I just think there's a huge gap. Uh to that end. Around the early 2000s. Was that when passion parties and all that stuff started really being a thing?
0: Like is that like a teen trend or passion
2: party teens? passion parties as I understood it. Okay. So a passion party would be this. Uh a a young professional woman uh would have a friend come over and she would be selling all these different sex toys. Okay. Uh, and you know, uh, I know someone who had one, I'm not going to say your name. She had one down in Dallas. She had invited all her girlfriends over. They
1: Okay. So this is, um, like again, the early two thousands as being, um, the start of this. Now, what is the passion party indicating? The passion party is indicating that these women are more axed or more, uh, angled towards bedroom fun as opposed to the things that run uh, a marriage and a relationship properly. So imagine if instead of a quote-unquote passion party, uh, women got together and discussed how to treat their man properly, um, you know, how to cook better, how to clean, um, how to, you know, act uh, in order to be, you know, maxim- maximally virtuous and to, you know, maintain the the love and desire and the passion in the relationship and to make their man want them more. You know, you, s- you see what I'm saying? The difference between these two meetings where one is I care about me and my pleasure and I'm going to buy toys to facilitate that, Right. As a direct disrespectful display to the husband, because if the woman is using a toy to get herself off, what she's implying is that you, as the man, as the husband, uh, are not providing enough stimulation, right? So she's directly disrespecting you. So that this exists just shows a deeper cultural morass, a deeper cultural decay with regards to bedroom fun and with regards to attitudes regarding men and women. You should going to
0: send her business. <laughs> well, it's this over. Could blow
2: her she, she, up. She's married now again. We <laughs> see she had she had a bunch of women coming over. She had the wine there, and the women came over with um, different um, dildos and things. They were learning how to give blowjobs. Yes. And then they were buying, and they were they were putting orders for rabbits and bullets and creams and this and that. And then after the women sat and did their thing, drank whatever. Then the men were invited over.
1: Oh, so is is the is the point here that uh they're, they're learning to please a man uh, in the bedroom fun sense like again this I think this is moving in the wrong direction. And here's what I mean. The reason why marriages are breaking up is not because the wife isn't giving the guy, you know, blowjobs or whatever. That's not why the the relationships are breaking up. The relationships are breaking up due to lack of respect. And this sort of thing is moving in the wrong direction. It's implying, oh, I need to be more like a, you know, a bedroom fun star in order to please my man. But that's not what's actually ruining the relationships, what's actually ruining the relationships is lack of fitness, lack of femininity, lack of submission, lack of cooperation, lack of bedroom fun loyalty. These are the things that women should get together to discuss and to improve each other on, not on their ability to give, you know, um, bedroom fun star treatments to their husband. Of course, that's a a bonus, right? If your wife is good at bedroom fun, it's more enjoyable, um, you know in the long term but that is not that is not the most important thing of course if there is no bedroom fun in the relationship there's no relationship right but ultimately it's not about the skill of delivering the bedroom fun treatment that keeps a relationship tr- together it's the submission It's the cooperation. It's the friendliness. It's the fitness of women. And that's what they should get together and work on and not on this. So no, this sort of thing is moving in entirely the wrong direction. And it's actually not helpful towards men, towards women, or towards society in general, in my opinion. Again, if you agree or disagree with my points, please leave a comment. That's what the comment section is for.
2: And then it turned into a, a party party. And it was
1: funny. I didn't
0: know that part of it.
1: Yeah.
2: That's a good
0: education. Yeah. I thought it was just like a Tupperware party that it ended at the sex toy sale. I didn't realize it turned into an orgy.
2: Well, it, See, it turned into a party and uh, not an orgy, but it turned into like, it was like, okay, from six to 10 or from seven to 12, we're going to do this part. And then the men are allowed to come. Come on. They've been drinking. They've been playing with...
1: The men are allowed to come. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like... Okay, what does this imply? Again, like, do you see what I'm saying? It implies that the men are the s- second, that the men are subservient, that the men are put on schedules by the women. Like, it's it's literally, it's totally in the wrong direction. It's, it's not, that is not the way to fix things. That is That is going totally, like, it's just the fall of the Roman Empire, right? like stuff like this uh, becoming more and more hedonistic pursuing more and more hedonistic things you know like um having like an orgy like all this kind of stuff it's not a positive thing it's actually an extremely negative thing what a mess
2: people are leaving hooking up
0: did you attend some passion parties oh, in hell your day?
2: Yeah. yeah yeah i know this yeah i've lived a broad <laughs> life okay uh don't let the suit fool you uh because I'm curious, I'm like... Well, you
0: know I'm curious about that? Because I'm like, does that lend itself? Because as we know, that two-thirds of women don't achieve orgasm from penetration alone. Right. And-
1: okay, anyway, uh, let me explain about the desire thing and, and why uh, many women don't achieve um, orgasm. The reason is because most women are quote-unquote settling, okay? So, because many, many women in the modern gynocracy are wasting away the youth bouncing from apex man to apex man never committing to any of them and just going from guy to guy and punching above their weight class they don't end up married and um, then they end up with a guy who they're not attracted to right because as a woman gets more and more partners every new partner has to beat the best traits of all the previous partners right so eventually a woman is unable to have happiness with any new man and as a result is unable to achieve orgasm with any new man um so that is the issue the issue is that the women are not getting married when they should at a young age and they're unable to pair bond and they're unable to enjoy uh the bedroom fun with the with the married the married partner because they've had too many past partners to compare to if the girl doesn't know what good bedroom fun is then she can't be upset with what she's getting and she's more likely to orgasm and the thing is okay right some women want to orgasm every time and they want you know like to to the, their boyfriend to be like a bedroom fun star But the only reason they want that is because they've had so many partners that their expectations are through the roof. And how is the average man supposed to ever have an enjoyable relationship like that? And as by extension, how are we supposed to have a society that runs as a result of this? We can't. Because not every man is capable of being a bedroom fun star, and they shouldn't be held to that standard. If they are, then basically women will be perpetually unhappy. And unable to have successful marriages and they'll lead to divorce. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, anyway. uh, Let's move on to our Reddit post here. Am I really this uninteresting? So listen, I'm 36 female. I have a four-year-old daughter... And I was divorced about 2.5 years ago. So guys, it's already like a litany of red flags, right? She's uh, old and she's dating over 35. And she has a four-year-old daughter, which makes her like minus five because she's a single mother, minus five points in terms of attractiveness. And she got divorced. So it's already like, the girl's already like a two out of 10 just by this first sentence. So let's move on. All my life, I never noticed nobody flirting directly to me. All the guys I dated, it was me who started the flirt. So what does that imply? What that implies is that she was going directly, going directly for men that are too attractive for her level. Uh, I swear sometimes people go away when I arrive, say the gym, for example, I don't consider myself super attractive, but I'm in good shape and I do not find myself ugly. Okay, so she's probably average, right? But because she has a child, she's not attractive to anybody. My hair is not pretty, as I have alopecia. But besides that, I'm just a normal girl. Okay, so she's, so her appearance is not is not good, because she has, you know, a genetic disorder that makes her less attractive, and she also is a single mother. This girl has no chance. She should she should go back to the guy that she divorced. Um, on Tinder I get a lot of matches, but are empty. I get a few to no replies, or I get, you know, unsolicited pictures. So guys. Like, it's clear as day, right? That a girl gets thirst from man doesn't make her special. Um, That is just saying, like, water is wet. Male thirst is huge. So, I mean, there you go. Uh, It's been a nightmare. I want to start dating, but I really don't know how to start. Honestly, I feel invisible most of the time. What's wrong with me? Is this normal? Yes, it's normal. This is called the wall. You should be married and not in the dating market at that age. You're not attractive to men anymore at a level that you used to be attractive at. So get back with the guy you divorced or be alone with cats. There is no other option, really, at this point. Uh, Top comment. I've been trained not to try and talk to women at the gym. They're there to work out not to get hit on, so etiquette is to leave women alone. I'll gladly talk if I'm approached. Um, This is not the correct comment for this sort of thing. He's not giving her any advice. Um, Yeah, and then just people saying they don't talk to women at the gym. Like, okay. Uh... this is ridiculous, right? Like the comments, none of the comments are touching on any of the points that I said. So it's just what they're saying is, uh, you approach the guys and you'll be fine. Like, no, she won't be fine. None of these people are telling her the truth. She's going to get destroyed. Anyway, uh, we're going to end the video here. So, um, again, if you're new to the video, liking the content, please hit, give me a sub and hit all for notifications. Um, also Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, give me a five-star rating and give me a follow. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching my channel. Please remember to do all of the following. Like the video for the algorithm. Comment on the video. I respond to all comments, and I'll give you a heart. Subscribe and hit the bell so you can see my content on your feed. Check out all of my content on other platforms. It spreads the reach of the channel. YouTube bit.ly slash helios youtube rumble bit.ly slash helios rumble my blog is realheliosblog.com my podcast bit.ly slash helios podcast my patreon patreon.com slash the helios blog you can also support the show at bit.ly slash helios donations and buy my books at bit.ly slash helios books thank you so much for all of your support